الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دروشي فلن Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home The battle of Ajnadeen The battle of Ajnadeen is taken to be one of the most important battles in the history of Islam Between the Muslim army and the Roman army the Roman army at that time was most feared, the superpower of the time. No one dared to challenge the Roman Empire, the Roman army. It was for the very first time under the leadership of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, both the armies met in an open area, right in the heart of Syria, in the area of Ajnadeen. Muslims were under Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an. One of the greatest companions, great soldier, great commander, great general of Islam. The only man to be titled as Saifullah, the sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sword that was never ever broken the sword that has never ever tasted defeat the sword that has only tasted victory subhanallah and on the other side with the enemies the kuffar you had general warden who was also a man that people feared a merciless person ruthless person a man who had a lot of experience in the battlefield and he was chosen by Caesar himself. Caesar knew that this is not an ordinary group of people that the Romans are tackling and fighting. You have Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala anh. The first day of the fight, inshallah, very quickly, to recap what we discussed in the last session, was a clear victory for the Muslims. Right on the first day, alhamdulillah, victory for the Muslims, in the evening when General Warden took count of the dead in his camp he was a shocked he could just not believe what was in front of him some of the main generals were lying in front of him dead and so many of the Romans were dead immediately he called a meeting the council of war sat in the night and he himself came up with a plan Allah says the kuffar have a plan the kuffar have a plan but Allah is the one who comes up with the best plan Fir'aun had a plan but did it work in front of Musa alayhi salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought Musa alayhi salatu wa salam in his own palace and Fir'aun was in charge of grooming and nurturing and looking after Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Subhanallah. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Allah protects Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam in the belly of the fish. Allah gives hidayah to the wife of Fir'aun. Hazrat Asiya radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah. Wamakar, wamakar Allah. They have a plan and Allah has a plan. He came up with this plan that ten of his men will hide on one side behind the hills. And in the morning he personally will go to meet Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. This was the first encounter between the two leaders. The great Muslim general Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an and this man warden. And when Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala saw him, there he was talking about the Muslimin. And subhanallah, straight away without wasting time, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said to him, Ya Kalbun Nasara, Ya Kalbun Nasara, that you speak to me, and he got very angry. And he dashed in front of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, and he got hold of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala now let me make it clear that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala knew exactly what he was going to do Allah had opened up everything in front of him I don't wish to repeat what we have already gone through in the last session Hazrat Khalid bin Walid did not retaliate this was done intentionally just to show him that what a fool he is and what a great mistake he has done. So the Khalid bin Walid did not do anything, did not retaliate. As a Khalid bin Walid, I have read in the books, some of the people have described him that when he was given permission to go into the front section of the enemy camps, he would rip the entire front section in such a way they would say it was like a tornado coming in front of them. They would not see what hit them. So they feared Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. And when they saw Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, they would say that it was as if the earth was shaking beneath us. The earth was shaking beneath us. This was the, the karamat of this great companion Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah. So this man warden for a few seconds was elated and got so happy that well look at me now I've got the great Muslim general to my clutches and quickly shouting out to his soldiers come now come now we've got him we've got the Muslims he knew that the only way to defeat the Muslims in Syria was to take out the head was to take out the head and the head of the Muslim army was who? Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. It is only Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, of course by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is our aqidah and belief in the heart. That the Muslims were pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. And the Roman army was three to four times greater in number than the Muslims. Massive army, well equipped with everything there, all the arms. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was there and he's shouting that now you can come let us finish off Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and subhanallah wallahu khairul makirin Allah is the best planner his own plan fell on top of him what he decided for Hazrat Khalid bin Walid went on top of him 
when he shouted at the ten men to come out, it was Hazrat Zirar radiallahu ta'ala and, and, the, and his team of mujahideen that came out. And when he saw the face of Hazrat Zirar radiallahu ta'ala and again he panicked. A Muslims were at a distance, this was in the middle section, and then you had the Roman army at a good distance. All viewing everything, imagine the scene it must be. A few that came out and the two leaders there. And when he saw Hazrat Zirar radiallahu ta'ala, he slowly let go of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, making a plea to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that I'd rather die by your hands. Khalid bin Walid did not allow that. And finally it was Hazrat Khalid, Hazrat Zirar, by the instructions and the hukam of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, they killed warden. The body fell on one side and the head on one side, decapitated. Sarhi kalam kardiya pura kapura. Brothers, if you can just picture how it must be at that time in Ajnadin, with 90,000 plus Roman soldiers on one side, with a handful of Muslimin, three to four times that army was greater and larger than the Muslims, looking and were hoping that Azad Khalid bin Walid will be assassinated. But the opposite. And when we look at the seerah of Azad Khalid bin Walid, there have been many, many attempts to assassinate Azad Khalid bin Walid. Many attempts. Subhanallah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected Azad Khalid bin Walid. Wallahu waliyul mu'minin. I remember in the year 92 when I was in Pakistan, I was just standing near this masjid, beautiful masjid in Chakwal. And we were waiting for Morana Azam Tariq Sab to come. It was his bayan. <laughs> what a great speaker he was. And he would, at that time, they would drive the Pajero. And the ulama would have their own bodyguards. It's quite incredible they in some of the parts in Pakistan. It's like their own army. And they had their own soldiers. And Morana would be in the middle and a team of people protecting. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And as he was about to come out from his Pajero, somebody was just shooting from one side at the Pajero and the windscreen totally was smashed and I was just standing there. Yeah. But as Malana Azam Saab was saved, Alhamdulillah, nothing happened to him. And straight after that he was just cleaning off his clothes and just very casually just came out. Where is my bayan? As if this was something normal for him. Yeah. And this is what they expected all the time. And then when we were sitting, he says, Bhai, Maulana, humari jaan ke upar to hamle bahut huwe hai. Yeah. Maulana, ek martaba hota hai. To die it is only once. Ajeeb, subhanallah. So, several attempts were made to assassinate Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, radiallahu ta'ala an, but he was the sword of Allah that never ever broke. And Allah protected him. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was the master planner in the battlefield. He never wasted time, he knew straight away. And one of his great quality was his training of the Mujahideen. 
he would train the mujahideen to take their positions immediately on one command. And this was the main quality that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid had. So every time he gave a hukam, everybody would be in their position straight away and they knew exactly what to do. This was his training. To exploit the situation he knew psychologically the Romans have been defeated to see their great general in front of them dead with the head on one side and the body one side. They were all weak, psychologically at least in the mind. Second in command was now Kubuklar, who was also another warrior for the Roman army. And these people were also very, very strong. They were prepared to die for the glory of the empire. They were prepared to die for the glory of the empire, the Roman empire. They were prepared to die. So Kubuklar was now in position. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid straight away gives his command, his hukam, the flanks, the center section, and the, the two wings, the right wing, left wing, straight away as Khalid bin Walid says, get in your position and now launch a massive attack to catch them by surprise. Straight away. This was just a meeting between Warden and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. It was not meant to be a fight. But the Muslims were prepared. Straight away, they fought and fought and fought and what a bloody battle that was. So many people died. <coughs> Muslims struck fiercely at the formation of the Roman army and broke through to them. It is said that Al Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala still never used the elite 4,000 as reserved, reserves for him. Masha'ala. It was the, the two flanks, right wing, the left wing and the center section. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was behind giving the command. And behind Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, he had his 4,000 elite men. Great mujahideen that he has not even used yet. And he says, when I give ishara, that is the time. It was now a hand-to-hand fight. It was for weight. Everybody was fighting straight in front. And the Muslims were pushing them, pushing them, pushing them forward. They knew, subhanallah, some of them have described that scene as a wreckage of dead bodies everywhere a wreckage of dead bodies jahan kahin aap dekhe to bas log mare hue and majority of them were who the romans now kubuklar who was in charge it is said that he was so scared that he had this special cloth and he had tied that cloth around his head so that nobody could recognize him and on top of that was a helmet now Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an is looking into the Roman army to look for this man. Where is he? Hazrat Khalid bin Walid knew that a lot of the generals have been killed. Warden has been killed. Kubuklar is now in charge. Once we take him out, then there will be panic. Now he allows his 4,000 men behind to go into the Roman army to scatter and to look for Kubuklar and to take him out. Subhanallah al-Azim, all the 4,000 Mujahideen go and they go in and it is said that one of them shouted that this is Kubuklar. They got him by the helmet, got hold of him, took the helmet out and he had cloth all around and to make sure that it was Kubuklar, they took out the cloth 
And they took out the cloth and they faced him like that in front of the people. This is the leader now. And straight away, subhanallah, he was also taken out. When Kubuklar was taken out, as Hazrat Khalid bin Walid had this in mind that there will be panic because they were not prepared. This is just a two day battle. The first day and the second day, and this was the situation 90,000 plus soldiers fully equipped just in that area of Ajnadeen. The rest of the Roman soldiers were scattered all around Syria. And a small group of Mujahideen. They were so small, subhanallah, and less in numbers that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala had to come with reinforcements with Mujahideen from Iraq into Syria, if you remember. This is what the Muslims said to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq that it is impossible to fight them. And Hazrat Abu Bakr said, nothing is impossible with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is possible. And to give them confidence, he told Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and to come. So 90,000 plus, in fact some have said touching 100,000 soldiers. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and shouts to the Mujahideen that Kubuklar is out, there is panic. And now what happens, they don't have a leader, they don't have an Amir to command. Now they are running from the battlefield, going back, going back. The ulama have mentioned that the Mujahideen were people of the deserts. They were desert Arabs. And when desert Arabs come face to face with the enemies to fight, it is better to fight them in the battlefield face to face. Why? Because if they were to turn their backs on the Arab deserts, this is something that the Arabs never liked. And they would chase them until they find that person. This was their culture. This was in the Arabs at that time, the people of the desert. So it was very difficult for anybody to run away from these people. They were excellent trackers. They knew how to find a person, especially in an open area. If it's a desert area, they'd find the person straight away. And they were clever, the soldiers, the Roman army. They scattered into three groups. Some ran towards, majority of them ran towards Jerusalem. And some went towards Jaffa. And some went towards Gaza. Jaffa, Gaza and Jerusalem. When Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and saw them retreating and running back, Subhanallah, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and again dividing the groups of the Muslimin said to them that I want three groups and the Muslims were divided. A large group was sent towards Jerusalem because majority of them went towards Jerusalem and the rest went towards Gaza and Jaffa. It is said that by night majority of the people that ran, ran towards Jaffa and Gaza were caught and killed. Three options were given. Iman, Islam, Jizya or Jihad. That was the three choices Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and gave to them. A lot of them had escaped to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem there was a wall and it was difficult for all the Muslim Mujahids to get there because there were already a lot of the Roman soldiers based in Jerusalem. So by the night, Alhamdulillah, those that got away, got away a sizable amount.
but majority of them were caught. Allama Waqidi Rahmatullah says that in total more than 50,000 Roman soldiers were killed. How many? More than? More than 50,000 plus. There was no such form of recording an event. But Allama Waqidi says that reading and his own research into the Futuhat of Sham, he says that more than 50,000 people, Romans, were killed. And how many Mujahideen were killed? Does anybody want to guess? Less than a thousand. Allahu Akbar, Less than a thousand. And this is what Allah says in the Quran: "Come in fi'atin qalilatin, ghalabat fi'atan kathiratan bi iznillah." Subhanallah. This was the khulus of Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in. One was the khulus of Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in, and the second was the du'a of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala, mustajabu da'wat that he was. Sitting in Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam with the Muslims in Madinatul Munawwara and the entire Muslim batch is in Syria. What a gamble Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an had to take. What a risk he took. Sitting on the musalla in front of the Raza of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, making dua, it was the barakat of the dua of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, and the khulus, the sincerity of the mujahideen, the khulus of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, subhanallah, that the entire Roman army, at least in that part of the region, in Ajnadeen, was completely defeated, lost totally. A news was given to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an three days after. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an did shukr and he prostrated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he gave information to the rest of the Muslimin that were there in Madinatul Munawwara and all of them shouted out the name, the Na'ra, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they says Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and again straight after Ajnadeen wrote a letter to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Amirul Mu'mineen, now if you give me permission, I want to go straight for Dimashq, Damascus. Abhi to Ajnadeen ke andar itna, itni zabardas larai hui, still he's saying now I need to go back to Dimashq. Hazrat Amirul Mu'mineen, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq wrote a letter to him, and said to him, take everything with ease, take everything with ease. And he had to actually stop Azad Khalid bin Walid and he said that I don't want you to go beyond the northern province of Syria. I don't want you to cross the northern province of Syria. So take everything with ease. Azad Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and slowly obeying the command of Amirul Mu'mineen Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and slowly came out from the area of Ajnadeen and he came to Jerusalem, bypassing Jerusalem slowly. He is now going towards Dimashq. It is said that in Madinatul Munawwara, when the Muslims were informed of the victory, such was the love of jihad in their hearts, that they came to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, and they said, Amirul Mu'mineen, give us permission. We want to go to Syria and join 
the army of the Muslims with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. And I read this in the books of history. It is said that one of them, one of those who wanted permission to go to Syria, was a man whose name was Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah, Allah kishan. Who was this man? He is the same man who was an arch enemy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The ulama have said that he was an enemy for the Prophet for approximately 21 years. The main man in Makkatul Mukarrama, a very wealthy, rich man who financed all the battles and to fight the Muslims. He was the, the man like a thorn to the Muslimin, to the companions. Hazrat Abu Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala. It is said that before he embraced Islam, Allah gave hidayah to his daughter. And the daughter's name is what? Sufyan ki beti ka naam kya hai? Anybody? Hazrat Umme Habiba. Hazrat Umme Habiba radiallahu ta'ala. She became a Muslima and also the husband became a Muslim. When the daughter became a Muslim and the son-in-law, it was like a blade cutting the throat of Abu Sufyan. People were taunting Abu Sufyan that Abu Sufyan, you are an enemy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Here your daughter is a Muslima. Your son-in-law is a Muslim. In fact, both of them migrated to Abyssinia. And look at the ikhlas of this young lady, Hazrat Ummah Habiba. Tariq, history, Sunya. Listen to this. She says that I saw a dream whilst I was in Abyssinia. That I am walking with my husband and all of a sudden the face of my husband has disfigured. Has been disfigured. Musk ho it changed completely. It went all black until I could not see the face. She was very, very scared. In the morning when she woke up, she looked at the husband. And this was the dream that she saw. She says, within a few weeks, Allah showed me the meaning of this dream. My husband was in the company of this Christian man. And this Christian man influenced my husband and my husband eventually became a Christian. He became a Christian, she remained a Muslima with ikhlas. And it is said that this man died as a Christian also. This information news was given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, subhanallah. What is the fate of Ummah Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha? Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam wrote a letter to the Abyssinian king who was a Muslim. And said to him that I want you to be the wakil and send someone to Ummah Habiba and tell her that Muhammad Mustafa wants to propose to her sallallahu alayhi wasallam if she is prepared to marry Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, the pagam of nikah was given to her by the king of Abyssinia. Subhanallah. It is said that when this news was given to the king of Abyssinia, he sent his maid to Hazrat Umm Habiba. She was in the house all alone doing ibadat. She knocked on the door, and when she opened the door, the maid was there. 
and the maid said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam sends his proposal of marriage. Do you accept this proposal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Hazrat Umm Habiba says that I was so happy, so happy that whatever was in the house at that time, I gave everything to that maid and I say that this is gift to you, Hadiyah. What good news you have given me. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam now marries Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha the daughter of Abu Sufyan, the enemy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Subhanallah. It is said that once because he was a businessman, he was coming with all his goods and his own caravan from Syria. Syria. And when people had to come from Syria, they would cross across Medina to Munawwara also. The Muslims found out that Abu Sufyan is here. They ambushed him and the caravan and all the people that were there and they took Abu Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala as a prisoner yes. and they were all happy we've got Abu Sufyan we've got all the goods I'm talking about Abu Sufyan who actually volunteered in the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and he said that I wish to go and fight in the battle with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and who is Abu Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala and how is he related to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He is what? How is he? The father-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was captured, but in the night somehow he managed to free himself. And now Makkatul Mukarramah was far away. So he thought that my daughter, she is my daughter, my flesh and bones. Mera kaleje ka tukra. She is part of me. She loves me. Let me go in the night in the house of my daughter, Umm Habiba, radiallahu ta'ala anha, the wife of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa When he came to the hujra of Hazrat Umm Habiba, radiallahu ta'ala anha, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa was not in the room. He came in and he met Hazrat Umm Habiba. Hazrat Umm Habiba straight away recognized that this is my father. And she greeted the father. And the father, Abu Sufyan, kissed Hazrat Umm Habiba. It is said that because it was in the night, occasionally, sometimes, the Prophet ﷺ would come and sit with the wives. So the bedding was already spread out for Rasulullah ﷺ. He was tired and he was also a prisoner. Is running away from the Muslimin. He comes to the house, very tired, expects that food will be given to him, and he wants to rest. Now he makes the house to be his own home, and he sits on the bedding of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. As he was about to sit, Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu taala very quickly pushed the father out. Pushed the father out, subhanallah, push the father out, quickly picked up the bedding and rolled it up and put it on one side. Abu Sufyan was shocked. Is this how you treat your father who has looked after you? One of the richest men in Makkatul Mukarramah. What have I not given you? From education to, to wealth, to clothes, to shelter, everything. I have given you everything. And he said that, is it that 
I am not worthy to sit on this bedding or this bedding is not worthy for me. Something to the effect. Mm -hmm. Am I not worthy to sit on this bed or is this bed not worthy for me to sit on it? And Hazrat Umm Habiba said, Oh my dear father, as far as my relationship with you is concerned, I respect you, you are my father. But the Quran says that you are a mushrik. And Allah says, Innamal mushrikuna najasun. That mushriks are napak. Mushriks are impure. So according to the Quran, you are impure. And I cannot allow someone who is impure to sit on that bedding upon which the greatest Nabi, Huzur alayhi salatu was salam rests. You are not worthy of this bedding. You can't sit on it. Subhanallah and Hazrat Abu Sufyan was just shocked to hear this. The love that flowed out from the companions. It is said later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even gave hidayat to Abu Sufyan. And it was during Fathe Makkah, when the Muslims conquered Makkatul Muqarrama, Abu Sufyan also embraced Islam. And he was the father-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Amir Muawiyah, Kebi, Abbahuteh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq inshallah. We stop at that. The Muslims have now taken the city of Ajnadeen inshallah. In the next session is uh, the city of Dimashq. A beautiful city inshallah. If Allah wills, we will continue on that in the next session. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyyil umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Sami'na wa atana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir. Rahmatika ya Allah.